I firmly believe that racism has gotten worse mm-hmm. in the last 20 years. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. My name is Caroline J. Sumlin. And I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And today we are going to talk about the Haitian immigration crisis going on at the Texas border. So... Carolyn, I'm going to throw this to you and let you kind of give us a summary um, just of everything that's going on before we dive in and and talk about how just absolutely devastating and disgusting and all of the things that this whole situation is. Um, So we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead. For those who don't know, if if you've been living under a rock, because I'm I'm sure we've all seen the images by now, kind of give us a summary of what is going on. Okay. Well, um, to the best of my knowledge, there has been a surge of Haitian migrants within the last three or so weeks. They have been crossing over via the Rio Grande. Um, and I feel like I said that in French. Is it the Rio Grande Grande or is it Grande? Because I only speak French. <laughs> I mean, I only speak English. Rio Grande. I feel like it's Grande. grande. <laughs> it probably is Grande. I was yeah, like, yeah, let's go Grande. People are sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But to be fair, they speak French in Haiti. They do. And this is what I most I most identify with this. Okay. I most identify with Francophone speaking black cultures are we're gonna let we're gonna let it slide. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to make it a joke, but I was like, wait a minute, that means I feel like I just completely butchered. Rio calmed. Kind <laughs> of better than I would have. Um, but anyway, they they're crossing over the river, and um, and this has been there's been a surge within the last three or so weeks, and uh, according to the you know articles in the media, the reasons behind this surge are everything. It's it's been it's been building for quite some time. Behind the scenes, we don't see. Obviously, this is a very long trek. This is not the way that Haitian migrants typically come to America because they typically come from Florida. So this is much different. We normally are talking about Mexican migrants um, at the border. We're not normally talking about Haitian migrants at the border. So what's been going on? So they are speculating that between just the fact that Haiti has been in devastation for years. Um, and then of course you add on to that the earthquake that happened recently, um, right. just a few months ago, the fact that their president was assassinated also just a few months ago, the COVID-19 pandemic, which has devastated Haiti as well as South and Central America, um, the hurricanes that have also devastated Central America. 
this is what's driving the Haitian migrants towards the United States, even though the United States is always the end goal. What essentially is what is speculated to have happened is that they have been they had left Haiti probably a few years ago or something like that. And Mm -hmm. they have sort of camped out in Central and South America, um, especially in Brazil, because they were able to be granted work visas in Brazil. They were used for their cheap labor, excuse me, labor, especially for the 2016 um, Rio Games of the Olympics. And now that, you know, we're, we've been in this pandemic and the those areas, those countries are devastated from the pandemic and devastated from other natural disasters, there's no more work for the Haitians to do. Their work visas have expired. They are basically kind of being, I wouldn't say kicked out, but they have no way to kind make money. To they the have side. thrown to the side. Is Exactly. So they've made their way north onward to the United States border. Um, the A lot of news articles have said that the goal was always to get to the United States, but the recent influx, it seems as though is because there has just been so much that has piled on top of, so, so many things have piled on top of each other within the last few months right. that it was just like, all right, it's time, it's, it's time to go, it's time to leave, which has led to where we are now. Um, and the images that we have seen circling the media that, that's today as we say. are recording this on Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. So that's kind of what's leading us to to all, not just us, but like the world right now is, is talking about this. Um, and it's not so much that um, the, these people are, are migrating. It's because of the way in which it was handled. So the images, um, we will not be leaving any links to them. You've probably seen them and we won't be sharing any more black trauma, but are of white men on horses at the border. I don't know if they are whips, especially like specifically whips, but it does not matter what they're using to whip human beings, but they are whipping human beings in images that are very crazily eerily similar to Jim Crow. Um, whipping them I I don't know why why were they whipping them not that it matters like were were they trying to round them up or herd them to I it doesn't matter I don't think that's been disclosed I don't think they because they were just being white evil supremacists that's that's, right there's really nothing right I I just and and I think that's that's just my whole that's just my whole rage. It, it, it's rage that I've all that's always there surrounding racism is there's no reason for it. There's just there's no explanation for it. There's no explanation for why people have these this hate in their heart, just like there's no explanation or reason why you could possibly be whipping a human being. Um, but yeah, and then the White House has responded as of now with they needed more context. Right. Yeah. They need they need more context. It took her several times to say it was horrific. At first it was we need more context, we need more context. Well, obviously right. these are horrific images. Why did why I thought that not excuse me, the why first thing should have been sympathy. Right, right. Like that's yeah. It it just and and 
what's I think um, another thing that has so many of us mad is we voted for this administration because we wanted we wanted a change. A lot of us voted for immigration policies to change. We knew how you know disgusting and horrific it was under Trump, and we wanted to see a change. We obviously know. You know, we're smart enough to know that things don't happen overnight. So, you know, we knew these things wouldn't happen overnight, but we did not expect to see things like this under the administration that's currently um, in office. And we definitely didn't think that we would see such a lack of accountability and a lack of empathy. Um, people, I mean, it's a human right to to seek asylum, right? And And... I, there's just, there's really no words for me. I think I, I've struggled in the past 24 hours to find the words for what we've seen. I, I guess my question is like, how long before we go back? How long before we go back to the Jim Crow era? Cause we're just slowly getting there. Like, I know that sounds dramatic for some people and they're like, oh, like, no, it's to me, it's not dramatic. Like, I, th- I think it's a legit question because, the, I mean, we all have any practices of modern day slavery. If you think about like, you know, school to prison pipelines and police brutality and, and things like and just the treatment of black people in general. So, like, how long before we just take it all the way back? I mean, I don't I don't have an answer. <laughs> Obviously, no, no. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's I mean, something I, to I, think about, you know? know. No, I mean, it's it's. I firmly believe that racism has gotten worse mm-hmm. in the last twenty years. Yeah. Um. And um, I'm currently reading "Stamp from the Beginning" by Ibram X. Kendi. Highly Ooh, recommend. Such a such a good book. Oh, it's so good. It's like I literally can't even get past the freaking prologue. I stood there and studied the prologue for three days, like. Highlighting and underlining. I was going to say, that's one of the ones you need with a highlighter. (laughs) Yes. Like, oh, goodness. Like, I want to go to a collegiate library and sit there and study and go back to my, go back to my college days. But anyway, um, he talks a lot about, you know, the fact that with every, number one, the fact that stamp from the beginning come, I, you know, comes from, I'm forgetting what president it was that said, um, in a speech that white supremacy was stamped from the beginning or racism was stamped from the beginning of, of our country. It's actually like, it has been stated by a president. So anyone that wants to argue that white supremacy is not the foundation of our nation is uh, your, your, your founding fathers, your leaders, your presidents have said our country was never meant to have racial equality. Like that was, that was one, that was what was said that I don't have the book. Well, actually it's like, that's not true. I do have the book with me. Okay, guys. Sorry, you're yeah, I'm hear, sitting here like framed. You're gonna hear Googling. rattling. No, no, no. Look, look, look. Here it is. Here oh, it you is. have it. You do have it's it right just, there with you. I just want to give it a hug. Um. Okay. Give me a second. Hold on. Wait. While you're uh, looking for that, another good one is um the new Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. That's another one. We're going to if you're a Patreon um, subscriber. Um, for the VIP tier, we're actually going to dissect that one in our book club. And I'm actually looking forward to that because it, there's some crazy similarities between the Jim Crow era and, and now, hence the name of the book. Did you find it? Caroline? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> so 
Uh, let's just read for a second together. The yes. title stamp from the beginning comes from a speech that Mississippi Senator Jefferson Davis, so not a president, I apologize, Jefferson Davis, Mississippi Senator. An old gave, white guy. Old white guy. <laughs> who has a who has a street um, where I live is named is named Jeff David Jefferson Davis Highway. And I just don't ever want to drive down and ever again, but it's like one of the main ones I have to drive down. It's so frustrating. Um so Jefferson Davis gave gave on the floor of the U.S. Senate on April 12th, day after my birthday, 1860. This future president of the Confederacy objected to a bill funding black education in Washington, D.C. This government was not founded by Negroes nor for Negroes, he says, but by white men for white men, Davis lectured his colleagues. The bill was based on the false notion of racial equality, he declared. The, quote, inequality of white and black races was, quote, stamped from the beginning. So there you have it, in mm -hmm. quotes, Jefferson Davis, Mississippi senator, who we dare to name Rhodes after in where I live, which I will not, you know, declare publicly where I live. But, um, yeah. So wow. it, it, is, it is in the founding of our nation to be a white supremacist nation. Nation. Everything literally built on it that we do will always be to uphold white supremacy unless it is dismantled. That said, getting back to your question about how long until we go back, do I think that we'll ever actually go back to separate but equal, which is the Jim Crow era? Yeah. Uh not legally. No. You will make we will we will number one, we've maintained a, a very a high level of segregation as it is um, because, you know, we've never fully had the equity and equality that we're searching for. So as a result, we remain segregated. Right. We're, um, we're, we're, we're on, on the outside looking in, we are uh, desegregated. It's, it's, it's visually that we're desegregated is what you mean. Like we, there's so many, you're saying that we have so much like inequality and things like that, that we're still segregated from all of that. No, I'm saying that we're no. still a segregated nation. We have black school districts and white school districts. We oh, have black yeah, churches yeah. and white churches. We got black neighborhoods and white neighborhoods. We yeah, still have sundown town. Right. Like, no, absolutely not. The majority of our, of our nation is segregated just because it's yeah, not legal true. anymore. does not mean we're not segregated. It's called de facto segregation. Look it up, Google it. Um, so that's, we, we, the thing is that it's not until, it's not how long until we go back. It's the fact that history has, is not even repeating itself. It's just that it's staying the same, but it's just evolving into modern times and modern practices. Right. So we're going to continue the same practices, even though we may not have chattel slavery as we had it from 1619 to 1865, we will continue to have modern day slavery and modern day practices and practices that allow our nation to treat black bodies as chattel as we see was why we can why we are fighting why we are why we're even on this podcast why we even do the work that we do it's right. not even a matter of oh look at this history repeats itself like yes this specific picture this specific instance that we've seen we can say you know in a in a history has repeated itself kind of way because are we seeing that particular image happening every single day like we did in, you know, 1792. I just made up a, a random, you know, year Remember. in that era. Um, 
I don't think so. I can't, we can't say for sure because not everything is documented. I don't think we're seeing, you know, we don't have all these plantations like, but we do, we have them in jail. cells. like, we don't really know. Like if right. this is really there's what, always, what's there's always on. something symbolic of, of, of slavery. Right. You know, and not symbolic even symbolic of white supremacy. I mean, slavery is literally happening in or modernized. You mean mo- modernized, modernized slavery is happening. Yeah. Free labor right. is happening right. in our prison system our prisons, right now, yeah. where they are working in cotton fields. Like it's literally right. the same thing. So nothing has ended. It's just evolved. That's I'd, all I was saying is that can I specifically say for a fact that I know that white men are on horses whipping black bodies every single day? I can't say that for a fact, right? Because we don't know that. We only know what we have proof of, which is this particular in, um, particular image. But for those people that are saying, oh my gosh, history just randomly repeated itself. No, 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 honey. History is, has just has been there. It's just, it's been, just there. been there. It's not even history. It's just, it just is. Period. Right. Right. It's just, I, there, I mean, there's, there's just really... Like I said, I was going to have a hard time finding the words to say for this podcast. I'm just so bothered by these images and just bothered, like, just the empath in me thinking about, like, these people are literally seeking safety and seeking shelter. And there's children there, too. And they're, they're coming to obtain this American dream bullshit that, I mean, we know is bullshit, but to them, you know... They don't want to go back to a country that's absolutely devastated right now. There's nothing to go back to. Right. And it's just at what point to, you know, just to get political for a second, at what point to do we hold accountable just because you voted for somebody does not mean that you don't hold them accountable. You know, and I think there's a lot of people who are afraid to criticize right now the Biden administration simply because they voted for them. Well, it's the same way people didn't want to criticize the Trump administration because they both voted for them. Like that's right. that when we're putting when we're putting politics in front of humanity, which is what we do. Absolutely. Everything, every single move that is made, it which is is a strategic power move. It's not a move that actually cares about humanity. It's what's going to allow me to win this election that's coming up next. What's right. going to allow me to maintain my position of power, blah, 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 blah. And tie it up in the bow of creating and passing policies that are going to actually help people. Right now, President Biden is focusing on the climate crisis because the U- the UN has been meeting and and all the top leaders want funding for climate control and and all that stuff. And on on the surface, that sounds great. It's important. It is important. Yeah, it is important. You know, but there's also we have to remember that there's always underlying motives too like the climate crisis is what's going to fuel the economy yeah what is helping haitian migrants going to do for president biden and all the other white men's precious economy nothing that's true true. according to them now i you know you could spin that and say of course it's gonna we can they can seek asylum we can get them some work all these things are going to be great for the economy um, but that's not how white men in power. See I was going to say, that's not how they see it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how we should see it. Right. Uh, because that's, I mean, that's immediately where my ma- mind went when you said the economy, I was like, Oh, great. Like they can come, they can get jobs, they can work, they can spend the money that they're making from these jobs and putting it back into the economy. Right. Exactly. But I mean, 
that's not how they see it. That's not how they see it. Because mm-hmm. these aren't white people making money, spending it into the economy. Right. So somehow it is less valued. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, if, I, I'm I just feel so lost. I'm just like, right. what do we, you know, what do we do? Like, how do we, it's one of those things that if anyone has any kind of heart, like you just feel so compelled to want to throw yourself into helping. And there's really like, I think you and I talked about this before we started recording right now, finances, isn't really going to help these people who are seeking asylum. Like, I mean, let me, let me back that up. Finances help everybody, but donating to a specific charity is not helping the people who are trying to cross the borders and seek safety. They're not going to see that. They're not going to see that money. They're They're not not going to. Yeah. It's not Unless there's some kind of, I mean, shout, if anybody knows it, feel free to let us know if there's any kind of organization where we can donate to lawyers specifically who are, you know what I mean, for these people who are trying to seek asylum, which I I don't know of any, but unless there are people who are specifically helping these people get here, you know, and, and, and get some kind of status to be here, I don't see how that how donating is even going to help so then it's like so how do we help exactly and it's how do we help what what really was the most frustrating for me when I first heard I I first saw the news that President Biden's administration was getting ready to send Haitian migrants back to Haiti um and before any other images were released or anything like that I just saw that headline and I was like, didn't we just accept all the Afghanistan refugee, Afghan mm. refugees? Mm. Why is it that we can accept and, and literally the United States, just all the white saviors were on Instagram talking about, oh, my goodness, what's happening in Afghanistan is terrible. Look at the way President Biden left Afghanistan, because, of course, if you're Trump supporters, you want to criticize this. Right. And Absolutely. Let's They've all, been all open over. Up, let's open up our arms and open up our homes and. And all over the news about people that open up their homes for refugees, et cetera, et cetera. All good things. All the refugees and all the asylum seekers need to be treated the same. The problem is, why is it that we've had Mexican immigrants at the border in in cages Mm. for months and months and months? And and black immigrants back. Right. And not yeah, exactly. So of course you you can see the 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 value level based on proximity to level of Right, the, pro- the proximity of whiteness. And literally the- proximity, because I also saw, I don't know how true this is, so I, I don't, I don't say don't quote me on it, I haven't actually looked up, you know, research or factual research, but I've seen that there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of illegal Canadian Euro- and European immigrants. I've also, I've read that somewhere here, too, but I don't know how you true know, that I saw they, that. They, they just get favor, favor, favor to be here, whatever, if that's true. Like again, proximity to whiteness. What your the the whether or not your humanity is valued. You get a little bit darker. Okay, we'll save you, refugees. Come on in. Okay. You know we were responsible, especially because they feel a level of responsibility because of the you know the the way that we exited with the war, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Understand. And don't get us wrong. This is it's all terrible. We're not saying it's not terrible, but like two like like I was saying earlier, two two things can be true. You know what right. I mean? It can be terrible, and we can also talk about the ways in which black immigrants need justice and need to be handled better. Right. I'm, I'm literally just showing how 
the darker your skin gets, yeah, the less your life is valued. So we go, we move on south, and we go to Mexican Mexican migrants at the border and children in cages. And that has been a, a tragedy for the last few years now. Absolutely. But and then we get to the darkest skinned humans, Haitian migrants, who get to be whipped at not get to be it's the wrong word, who are whipped at the border and sent, sent back. back to their land devastation. of devastation. So the most in- inhumane treatment goes to the darkest skinned human. When will that ever change? When will equal level of humanity be for the darkest skin human as is for the lightest skin human? Because the amount of melanin you have in your skin does not freaking take away from your humanity. It is white supremacy that deemed your skin color dehumanizes you. Right. Whatever shade you are, or whatever race, and I should say this, because if you're black, but you happen to be a little bit lighter, unless you have a super white passing look about you, you still considered blackity, blackity, black. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, whatever your proximity to blackness, inhuma- inhumane treatment, you are not a human being. Closer proximity to whiteness, wow, we feel so bad for you. We love you. Look at you. Awesome, valued human. Image bearer. All lives matter. I think it's also yes. interesting too, um, you know, talking about like the social media aspect of it and just talking about how every, when everything first went down with Afghanistan, how we saw this outrage, like people were, what can we do? Where can we donate? Like all of these things, there was like a, it, people were rushing to do something. Everybody was rushing to make a post or, or, or just wanting to show their support some kind of way or wanting to criticize the administration. Um, I also think that it's really interesting with, you know, just taking it to social media for a second, the, the difference in the response to the um, Afghanistan people seeking asylum and just the, the people in Haiti seeking asylum. There was just like this quick outpour of, um, people wanting to help and, you know, where, where can I send money and resources and how can I help and where can I donate? And then when it came to um, people in Haiti, it, it's a little bit more silent. Like there's not a lot of people, I will say there's a lot of like the images being shared, but there's not an urgent, there's not the same urgency. There's not the same outpouring, um, you know, what, what can we do to help? And even like, Trump supporters, there's not as much criticism of the Biden administration for how they're handling this specific situation. And it's got to make you wonder why. Well, Trump supporters have been anti-immigration. That's not a surprise. And I would actually push back on that and say the only people that are sharing images are black folks and people that are and white folks that are actually allies, like our diehard followers. I had to, there's a lot of people that I have unfollowed because I just can't deal with the unhealthy, how it made me feel to follow white Christian influencers. So I've been unfollowing them. Right. I I unfollowed them a long time ago. So, but if I, whenever I just want to know, I just want to know. What y'all talking about? What you talking about? Right, I want right. to see it. You know, I'll just search and find it. And of course, nothing but just flowery images of scripture 
or silence or going on about life as usual. That's and I'm all gonna let y'all know. All, all of the basic nobody is talking about this unless they're in the actual social justice space. And and that's absolutely crazy to me to be able to, and and here's the thing, I think we've said it multiple times, you don't have to be an anti-racist educator or content creator to talk about things like this that matter if you see an to to see an image like that and not say anything about it is like it's that blows my mind well how can you see something like that it's selective it's it's selective because on forget the word unfortunately I'm, I'm just gonna I, I always I always freeze up when I want to say the words white people I don't know why so I don't want to like <laughs> ruffle any feathers but white people specifically <laughs> white people that don't that only care about themselves and only care mm. about their business on social media and their brand and their whatever right are very selective they want to keep all the politics out of it because their privilege and their right to comfort and their belief that their little comfortable bubble lives is more important than anything else but then how are you so comfortable talking about afghanistan that is to me there's a hypocrisy there's a a selectiveness to it they pick and choose little things that only that only fit their their whiteness political agenda or make their followers comfortable yeah that too like 9-11 obviously is going to get all and, and only when it has to do with I would say something direct like they have to see like a direct benefit for them right right or to other with white Afghanistan folks. right right exactly like with Afghanistan it also affected the military and there's high mm, ties to the military with all parties of course but majority white people white conservatives etc you know they're very pro-military so with Afghanistan yeah. you're gonna receive you're gonna see a reaction because it has ties to the military. Same with 9-11. If you're looking at a terrorist attack that's from the outside coming into our quote-unquote precious democracy. Right. Oh you can my play goodness, patriot. You can play pa- Yeah, exactly. But if there's no bet, it, there's literally no benefit to white people to talk about the dehumanization of black bodies. Mm. There's no benefit. And uh, white supremacy I, is only about benefiting and up and 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 keeping benefiting white people and keeping white people in their positions of power. It's so ingrained in them. Even one of your comments, literally from yesterday, when we were talking about the the Gabby Petito case and how black women and, and other women oh, of color yeah. are uh, not that lady you know, ever regarded. She was like, "Well, I only follow white women and I own, or white people and I, I identify with white she people." She said, and "So that's who I care people. about. That's <laughs> who I care about." Duh, of course. But you know and, what? I appreciate her. You know why I appreciate her? Because she was real. She's just saying what other white people feel. Right. That's exactly She's what it is. <laughs> it's real. That's exactly what they think. It takes so much. And I, I applaud the white folks that are doing it, that have decided to put themselves aside and say, I want to be here listening to this podcast. I want to mm. follow these educators. I am donating. I am doing the work because white folks get no direct no immediate benefit here's the thing they get long-term benefit that's because true when we all succeed when we all win when we are all able to get there we all benefit we all benefit but white supremacy is built on the mindset that in order for white people to stay in power black and other people of color have to stay below 
And that well, it's pie for as them. They, if they're giving a slice, then then to them they're getting less pie. You know what I mean? It's slices of pie for for people with that white supremacy mindset. Like if I give out any equality, then there's less for me somehow. Right, exactly. And it's not it's pie. A, it's a zero. It's a zero sum theory. It's a, right. It, listen to Ibram X. Kenny talk about the zero sum theory on his podcast, How to Be Anti or Not Just Be Anti Racist. It's a really great podcast. We can link it free in the show notes. Um, he does a great job of explaining how white supremacy believes in that same, that zero sum theory. That in order, if you start getting a slice of this pie, then you have taken from my pie. Versus mm-hmm. we can just bake another pie and you can have a whole pie to yourself, people of color. Right, right. And I can keep my pie too. Why don't we just make more pies? But instead it's like, oh my goodness, no, no, no. I have my one pie. pie. <laughs> How dare I give you a slice of my pie? How mm-hmm. dare I do that? So yeah, that is, even though most white people will not admit to that way of thinking, that is how they think. And because we, as people of color, being the minority in Western society, although albeit the global, albeit, excuse me, the global majority, we live in this Western society that has told us that whiteness is a standard. So we default to caring about all of it. Yeah, that's you true. Know? And that's, I feel like that's too where so much of our trauma comes from. We carry it all on our backs. Like we, we care about everybody and everything and every every crisis that happens because if we don't then who will mm-hmm. you know so we've 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 owned that burden for ourselves we've claimed it mm-hmm. the burden of, of of everybody and everything and not even just that i mean i feel like because you know it i i, I look at it this way white is so norm right it it is mm-hmm. it is the norm So I like will watch white shows and be around white people and, 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 um, and listen about, you know, even, even like, for example, with, with the, we'll just bring it back to the Gabby Petita case real quick. So I started, I I started seeing about it on Instagram and I was like, Oh snap, what happened? I started being interested. Right. Right. And you get sucked in. I got, and I was like, Oh my goodness, this is terrible. This woman. And then I was like, Oh my goodness. This is another white, like it, it dawned on me. I had right. to remind myself after the fact that right. this is not, this would never happen. It, it just like something clicked inside of me. Like, oh yeah, this has never happened for black women. And no, I totally thou- get that. Hundreds of thousands of us are missing or I'm, I'm watching a show and I'm into it. And I'm, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. I haven't seen any black people. Like I right. kind of have to remind myself because after the fact, so after you've been watching it. Yeah. Right. And yep. I get mad at my like, dang, you know, because we're so used to it. Mm. We, what we, what we pick up on though, is when we see the black person, <gasps> a black person. Then, right. Then you're like, oh, yes. right. Or that's when you notice that, you right. know, we're the, that, that they've tokenized us. Mm-hmm. Once you finally see them, you know, once you're so far into the show and you finally see that person, you're like, hold on, this is, bull- you know, this is BS. Right. Like, you know, just, but just then the you've already you watched have it. to notice just the fact that you have to notice that a black person or a person of color was there. Yeah. That shows you that the work is far from over. I forgot who it was, but I was listening to another podcast that said, you'll know when the work is over, when a person of color being at the table doesn't surprise you. Mm. And that's the table being the show, the media, when, when, when it's normal for black women to have 
national outcry for their missing person cases as well as the white women when it's normal for black bodies to get be given the same access rights and humanity as white when all of these things are normal mm. when 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 that's when, real when blackness when it's normal to see black people in positions of power that's right too. exactly and it's not a oh my goodness it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable it just feels like america because right. it is and when we're and i mean y'all gotta think we're still saying we're still saying the first black this and that for uh, i mean multiple different things mm-hmm you can't tell me America is so great and so wonderful and so diverse. And we still in 2021 have the first black this and that. Right. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I don't have anything left in me that's in this show. <laughs> no, right. I, I was like, I was like, well, that's all folks. Cause I'm, I'm drained. Social media has drained me on this topic. I'm drained from seeing images, graphic images. I am drained from the trying to reason away white supremacy, which I, I should know by now that I can't do that. Why? Um, why? Why are we even doing that? Why are we know. reasoning away white supremacy? That's white I supremacy perpetuating itself inside. It is. It is. It and I have to digest that in myself. That. I have to digest that myself. Right. But no, it's just like I understand I just, though. Right. No, I just. I don't understand and I will never understand because there's nothing to understand. And I have to, I have to remind myself that there's no reasonable explanation for any of this. Yeah. I understand what you're saying because I, I really did get down and out for like a good month, like a couple months ago about like, why us? Like every right. day I was just depressed. Like why black people? Why, why do they right. hate us? Why do they hate us? Why? Just tell me why, Lord. Tell me why. Just, it doesn't make any sense. Why? It, I just want make. answers, you know, but there's like, no, there's I, no, I, there's none. There's none. There's, there's, there's literally none. no answers. There's, it's, it's, it, I hate to say that it is what it is because I don't, I don't want to have that mentality because that mentality. But it is what it freaking fight. is. But Yeah. It, it, it is really what it freaking is. is. It really is. Well, we're going to go ahead and end this. I, uh, you guys be on the lookout on Instagram in the next, I will say in like the next week or so, um, we're going to try our best to put together some kind of resources on maybe who we can call or email or something um, on this Haitian immigration crisis. Um, and so I guess we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at blackgirlvoices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.